Welcome to Pros and Cons, a show about a variety of topics. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. Let's talk about YouTube. The real TV nowadays, or at least that's how I feel about it. Or the best streaming service. Fully behind it, not because of statistics or hours put into it or anything, but I personally prefer it, and it's probably where I spend most of my watching time on from all the streaming services out of any of them. I feel like I basically watch YouTube every day, maybe not literally every single day, sometimes doing other stuff, but generally it's definitely what I go to the most, especially, and we're going to talk about this, but sometimes you could watch stuff for two minutes. Sometimes you could watch stuff for an hour and that's within one video, but you could also watch a bunch of stuff at once. I feel like other streaming platforms, and we're not only going to talk about this in relation to those, but even if you compare it to TikTok or something like that, and in comparison to TikTok, even where you know, you're know you scrolling through, you have this algorithm built up that knows you. I like with YouTube that it's more that you can pick, but you can also get recommendations at the same time. So I feel like it's almost a merge between the two, somewhere in the middle ground. I mean, even YouTube has YouTube Shorts now as well, which is like a separate thing we can talk to. But I like following the channels that I'm subscribed to that I like, but also being exposed to other stuff, like especially feel like the algorithm is great for promoting music videos sometimes and stuff like that. And even the watch later feature is big for me because I could just save stuff. And whenever I want to watch something, I can just look through, decide what I want to pick. And I can kind of pick based on how much time I have or want to spend watching and stuff like that. So it's the platform that fits best for that kind of idea. I completely agree, as opposed to something where in HBO, aka Max now, Netflix and shit like that, there's like planning around it. Like, what do you have to watch and blah, blah, blah. And again, timing is like crucial. Like, if you're just trying to eat and watch something, you don't need a whole show. You don't need a whole episode. For sure, don't need a whole Scorsese movie, you know, like, (laughs) especially if you have like a whole array of watch later is like a whole queue where you could pick like oh let me see what am i eating today jersey mics what is that 15 20 minutes i i could throw this on boom if you just got a little snack you got five minutes before i don't know you're gonna walk for the gym you could throw that on and that is like so special nowadays not having to commit kind of something like most videos i don't want to speak for you but most videos i watch i don't have to think much when i'm watching them mm-hmm. purely entertainment maybe you learn a little bit of something you get a little bit of information but not a christopher nolan movie not a <laughs> not an inception of a video so yeah that's an easy pro and it's just like that quick choice and it could also work on the opposite end in terms of longer videos like i remember you know we even whipped out the monopoly board at the crib before And then just threw on like a long video podcast and let it play. So you can have variations there on either side. Like the point is that the time you can make it work for you for whatever you want. Or you could stack them. There's all sorts of ways to go about it. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes, let's say I don't have shit to do. I don't know, random day of the week or maybe even like a random Sunday where like I already played golf or I don't know, did whatever or went to the gym. I'm about to eat, but I know that after I eat, I just kind of want to sit for a little bit. I'll throw on that like good, good golf video that I haven't watched because it's 45 minutes to an hour 15. Right. <laughs> I can throw it on right now. So yeah, that works as well. But I have a question real quick. Mm-hmm. Are you like a good YouTube user? And by that, I mean, do you actually subscribe to people and hit thumbs up 
and turn on your notifications, whatever it is they say <laughs> at the end of every video. Like, are you actually doing these things for people you like or not? I definitely subscribe to the channels I like just so I can keep up with new videos they upload. Thumbs up and stuff is only if I want to keep track of it for later, like go through my liked videos of things I want to save. Notifications and all that, no, that's like too much. I kind of view things on my own time. <laughs> but I did in the past like year switch to YouTube Premium, which is just like a subscriber thing, which at the time was partially with being able to download stuff offline for a flight or stuff like that, but also just to support the people who make stuff because, you know, that ad block can come in clutch at points. So it's a way to support especially independent people making stuff, which I feel like is another big pro of YouTube as well, is that anyone can upload, anyone can put out content, but also to your point about streamers and the comparison there, those can feel very polished and highly produced and all this stuff, which I'm not saying is a bad thing for those, like when you want that, it's there, but YouTube can just feel much more real and authentic and human and even like you said, also like not as serious in a good way, more informal, but still good quality. So I feel like it has a better balance in that way. A lot of good points there. And I'll go ahead and say that I'm a complete asshole of a user. <laughs> I'm like terrible with subscribing and stuff. I don't subscribe until like it takes like that weird shock statistics that they throw once in a while. Like, for example, I watch like good, good. The golf people I like to watch, I've learned a bunch from them, have ordered clothes from them and everything. Like I support them, had never subscribed. <laughs> and like in one of the videos, they're like, yeah, did you know that like for our channel, I don't know, I'm gonna say a crazy number. I don't remember, but like 70% of views don't come from our subscribers. And I'm like, damn, like <laughs> I've never subscribed and I watch every fucking video you guys drop and I like subscribe. But I realized that I'm bad at that. Like I'll watch a channel for who knows how long I'm gonna say a year just so I could sound a little better, but it might be two to three years before I even <laughs> click subscribe. And that's kind of sad. I give them the views, but yeah, I'll get that out of the way. I'll do better. I'll work on myself. Well, also for people who might not realize how that might work, it's not like you're searching each time, like typing in the name and stuff. It's like you open up your app and it can come up in the recommendations and all that stuff on the home screen. I mean, I've seen you do stuff like that before. For me, I just go to the subscriptions tab usually, like once in a while I'll check home. So it's different in that way. But like I could see why you do that because it would just pop up with the new video anyway. Thank you for having my back a little bit right <laughs> there. But it is a good point. And I can even turn this into a pro and say that to me, this YouTube suggestions, home, whatever page, whatever you want to call it, is fucking beautiful. It's how I find most of the people that I actually watch. It's just out of the explore suggestion page and yes they throw a lot of the stuff you already watched like i mentioned the good good the full size run episodes they always pop up first line right there so i can see it even though i'm not subscribed it's like perfect it knows you well and we know algorithms and stuff and tiktoks they kind of like go suited for you but i would say that the youtube one is like dead on for me like it knows it's weird bro it even knows what kicks i like and it'll throw like <laughs> oh, here's a review of these uh Jordan ones that are coming out <laughs> soon and it's like, oh, this shit is too good. You got the timing right. Yeah, that explore page, another easy pro for me. They're doing it right. I will say a con of that, though, is if you watch like one video on some separate topic that you don't want to watch again, you just want to see what this is about. 
then it'll serve you like 10 videos <laughs> and keep doing that unless you click like not interested and get it to go away which sometimes i literally stop myself from watching a video that i might try out but i'm like no nah, i don't want to fill my algorithm with whatever this is that is true you got to be careful with that clicking finger because <laughs> you could get plagued that is a good point also like a user of premium i actually don't know if you know that i don't think we've ever talked about it Mm -hmm. um, not because I pay for it, but shout out to my roommate, Nestor. He actually pays for YouTube TV, which is a YouTube TV subscription that kind of just gives you the channels that you would get with cable. And I think there's different packages, all that good stuff. But it does come with premium. Like if you're paying for YouTube TV, you should get YouTube premium, I guess. It's the same company, the same people, which is pretty cool. So yeah, forget those ads. Hated them when I had to watch them. But yeah, YouTube TV is pretty cool. It is mostly for sports. I think when we got them, they show a lot of the basketball games. I'm not sure how it's going to work with the football season. They show baseball games every now and then, but for sure basketball. I feel like they had so many of them. It's pretty solid. I would suggest if you can and have the money, for sure go premium. It's worth it. Just not even seeing the ads and not even having to get a ad block and still supporting is crucial for many people. So... Yeah, recommend the premium for sure. I feel like maybe the biggest aspect, which we've already kind of been touching on a little bit, is just the variety of content you can get on there. Like basically any interest you have, even the most random things, you can find videos on it, whether current stuff happening, even old archival stuff as well. Anything you want to learn about, and this can go for how-tos, putting together something, or learning how to do something reviews for certain products and stuff like that but even beyond that just for us for example baseball movies photography music things like that there's tons of stuff out there but it can be literally anything and I know you mentioned with golf which is obviously a big interest of yours there's tons of channels that do their own golf videos and all these things so it's just this endless kind of universe of content out there and you can just search whatever you want and find stuff and it's not really something you do in the same way I feel on any of the streaming platforms and it's not something you really do in the same way on any social platforms either like you can find stuff on TikTok, Instagram, whatever that are connected to your interests but searching for it on YouTube and finding those different things I feel like goes more in depth and goes even wider and is more of a place at least for me to search for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. And my homepage or explore page, whatever you want to call it, is very scattered. And I love that because everything is so different. So again, whatever I'm in the mood for, I have a video for it. Believe it or not, one of the channels I like watch the most, I wouldn't say like top three, but maybe possibly top five. No, maybe six, seven, but <laughs> it's like a aquarium channel for fish keepers. Shouldn't be much of a surprise for you. You know, I like fishes and shit. We had them mm -hmm. before, but this is like a super specific one, like high end. This guy's cool. He's actually from the UK, but he makes tanks that are life planted, which I like the tanks I have without filters. Like they're supposed to be like an ecosystem. And he just fucking puts together tanks like two, three times a week. And he explains how he does it and the kind of plants and he makes them look fucking beautiful. And to me, it's like, so informative i'm interested in fishes like he tries to put different fishes in them and i know there's like channels and shows probably like 
Animal Planet or who knows, Discover something about like, I don't know, these guys that make fish tanks for rich people. Because I've seen them before. Like my uncle likes watching them. But this one's like so specific. Like this is what he does. He makes live planted, no filter tanks for himself. And he has like a studio with like 60 tanks. And he just kind of like makes them. And every couple months, that old one he made a couple months ago, there's no use for it. He's going to remake <laughs> it, rebuild it, make another video. Like it's kind of crazy, but I love him. And again, I feel like there's no other place to have that than like YouTube where it could live perfectly and I'll subscribe. I'll subscribe right after this, like, trust me, <laughs> but where you can just subscribe and follow someone like this and like their journey of like, I don't know, aquarium building and shit like that. Aquascaping, I think it's the actual term. But I mean, even using that as an example, though, like you said, maybe you'd see on Animal Planet some, I don't know, show narrated by David Attenborough where it's like, these deep sea diver gentlemen create elegant <laughs> fish tanks. But it's like, instead of some super polished professional show that goes through 20 rounds of approval and all these things it's just some guy in this case making fish tanks in his studio makes the videos himself uploads them builds a relationship with the community the people who watch the videos people can comment directly you're not going to find that on max or something these are such different ways of the actual content being made but also then how they're received and how you interact with it and all these things where it feels way more democratic and way more to the people and for the people in that way. But also just a lot of times better, flat out better in terms of the content, even strip away all that stuff. Just if you play the two videos side by side, you're probably going to find something more interesting from something that's really personal from someone that they handcrafted and uploaded. Super well said. The only TV that I think ever got close to something like this was Vice. And I don't mean like the documentary and shit, but you know, the Deces and Marrow, mm, fuck that's yeah. delicious and all that, which I believe came up through YouTube first, mm -hmm. got put on Vice. Fuck that's delicious, I believe it's back on YouTube and I love it. I still watch it. For people who don't know, it's basically Ashton Bronson's food show where he goes to different places and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them in New York or even some other city. So if you haven't, peep it. You might find some cool spots and get inspired. But I was going to mention that one of the things I really love about what's happening with YouTube, or at least channels I'm watching or finding, is that for me, it's easy. Make your video look cool, like the quality. Get a good camera. They're not even that expensive anymore. Technology's insane. And be raw. A lot of people shoot on their iPhones even for YouTube now. Bro, and it looks good. All I need is 1080p or more. Don't give me 720. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll skip that video and not subscribe. I could guarantee you that. But yeah, most of these, like, Dude, the fish one, amazing. Like, if the screen is big enough, you would think you're in this house with him. Like, he shoots super well. But again, when it comes to him talking, super raw, not scripted. Same thing with the golf. Super raw, they're joking around, but the production's fire. Like, it's super well shot, beautiful. I think I've sent you some. Not necessarily good, good, but I've sent you some. Shout out Busta Jack, which is another mm -hmm. golf channel I watch. Production is fire, bro. Like, the videos look amazing. It's not like they have a whole team behind them. It's usually them that do it by themselves. So yeah, make them look good and then be raw, do your thing. And it's like the perfect equation for like good YouTubing and it's happening a lot. I love the future of YouTube and where it's going. Yeah, for sure. The production quality on a lot of the channels is just A1. And even when it's kind of in the middle, it still feels natural and authentic to whatever someone's 
budget or situation may be. Right. But I feel like people always make it work depending on that to fit what they're trying to do. And one thing I was thinking about when you were saying that also is even like quote unquote network TV shows or things that are airing on TV, then just post either the whole show or a bunch of clips on YouTube itself. They'll chop it up like a late night show, put up, you know, the musical performance or even Jesus and Mero, like it was airing on Vice or Showtime, but YouTube was where I watched everything from them. And it's just like you need this ecosystem to thrive and reach more people because so many people don't even watch TV. So even for those super highly produced shows, not like scripted dramas or comedies that are on the streaming services and stuff like that, but so many people want to reach this audience in that way as well. And sometimes, or most of the time, they don't even do it as good as just the natural people on YouTube. If anything, we might start seeing, I think it's already kind of happening, where on TV, they'll just start trying to match that YouTube energy, which is going to be tough just because if you don't have control of something, someone else is going to tell you to do otherwise, it's not going to happen. That's the beauty of YouTube right now. It's that freedom. It's like the independent filmmakers, showmakers, whatever it is. With music, you see it. It's the same thing with video, I guess. But just to go to a different section of it, I know we brought it up earlier. How do you like YouTube shorts in terms of entertainment and watching the videos, or do you ever watch them? I haven't used it a lot. I feel like when it first came out, it was always like smaller clips of larger videos or just like not as highly produced ones. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. And I'm usually either on computer, TV, or iPad. And I feel like they're mainly obviously designed for the phone more than anything in terms of browsing through YouTube shorts. But I haven't watched a ton of them because I'm not as interested. So I don't have a huge opinion. I do feel like there could be more separation. Like I don't like them showing in the subscriptions tab, but I also get the idea of it. But I have also heard how it can help growth for certain channels and stuff like that. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad move by YouTube, even though it is kind of a steal of TikTok in a way. But it's one of those things where short form is just becoming more dominant anyway. So it was inevitable. But I still don't really have interest <laughs> in watching those videos. So to me, it's just kind of there and I do my own thing on YouTube and prefer the horizontal videos. And I brought it up because it is one of my few cons this episode. I don't like them at all. It's a short version of something that I can probably find the long form of. I feel like if it was separated, sure. Again, I'm speaking more as a user. I don't know if they're making a ton of money from this. And again, maybe there is a bunch of channels growing from stuff like this, but yeah, it also doesn't help that I don't think I ever use the YouTube phone app. I do have it on my phone, but it's more that thing where like if you send me a video, I don't want it to go to the website or every time tell me, hey, download the app or whatever it is. Right, right. So I just have it for, again, if someone sends me a link, it's there. But yeah, I don't see myself using it. And funny enough, the only person I know that uses it is my goddaughter. She's <laughs> two years old. And it's because she uses YouTube Kids where it has shorts. And she says, oh, TikTok, TikTok, I want TikTok because her parents <laughs> use TikTok. So she like scrolls through it like it's TikTok. And it's funny because it's like the randomest fucking videos just <laughs> with like funny kid music or I don't know. But right. I guess it's good for the next generations. Is it like Barney dancing to Bad Bunny or something? 
Bro, the funniest <laughs> shit. Like, you wouldn't even believe it. That is super accurate. <laughs> it'd be like a kid cartoon video, whatever it is. And it'd be like Dembo, like <laughs> Bad Bunny, or like even old school 90s, like Dominican music. <laughs> the other day, Ness was like, bro, you got to see this. Like, Kaya kept playing this shit for like 30 minutes. And it's literally like an Oro Solido, like song from like the 90s. Or like, I don't know if you've heard the song, like El Bipe, El Bipe, mm-hmm. beep, 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 beep. And it's like a beeper beeping, but it's like a song from the 90s, like Merengue. But it's like a kid video on YouTube Kids. It was so fucking weird. I was like, what? Why? How did this even, like, who made this video? Period. Like, who made this? And uploaded it to YouTube Kids. They're like, yo, I got the formula right here. <laughs> Bro. But she played it for 30 minutes. Bro, they got a factory of money going on on YouTube Kids, which is a whole other world. I don't know if you've ever seen it, experienced it, seen it on an iPad. Not really. I'll say half of the videos aren't actually that good. I see them here every now and then because obviously there's a kid in the house and they play them, but it's noises. A lot of them have cool colors and animations and people are putting in work making these videos, but most of it is just like parents throwing their kids on the screen because they know they're going to get views and they like review stuff or make corny songs because again, the kids are going to play it and they're going to get, who knows, a million dollar check at the end of the month because there's... (laughs) 88 million kids pressing play without knowing what they're watching. Insane. A whole different world. I don't know how I feel about it. I go somewhere in the neutral, but yeah, YouTube Kids is a whole other world. Yeah, YouTube Kids, not familiar with, but I can get a sense of it from (laughs) what you're saying. And I did want to go back to one thing you brought up before, very briefly, where you're like, oh, if you send me something, then I could just open it on the phone app or whatever. It made me think of one of my biggest cons of YouTube or one of the biggest things I want them to implement, which is a better sharing system within the app or within the site where if I want to send you a video on YouTube or send you a mixture of videos or send you like an ongoing playlist, there's not an easy way to do that. Like, for example, even on Instagram or Twitter or something, we'll send each other stuff back and forth just on DM, like a little clip or whatever it is. YouTube, you can't really do that. Like if I see a music video or if I see an interesting or funny video or whatnot, I can text it to you. And it's not like that's a big hassle or something, but I feel like there could be such a better system, especially with YouTube, where, like we said, you kind of pick and choose based on how much time you have, what you want to watch, etc. Maybe it's even shared with me or again, like shared playlists or something like that, where You could just drop something in for the other person to peep when they have time or even if it's on direct message at the very least something like that where it would all be in one place versus being kind of scattered over a text message and stuff like that but it just seems like such an obvious feature to have and youtube with comments and everything is a social place so i really don't understand why they don't have that option and ability or even In that same way, if you're expanding that idea, like people have profiles to comment on stuff, but why can't people have profiles where they can share or post stuff like basically curate where let's say I'm following your page and you might put up like sick new video of this aquarium being made or whatever it is. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll check that out. And anyone who follows you can see that. These are types of things where it could even help spread so many videos too and get more views, which would only help the platform and all that stuff so i feel like it's a big area that they've just completely 
whiffed on to this point. I mean, I never even thought about it that way, but could see that the process is for sure not smooth. Again, it doesn't take forever or something like that to share a video, but it feels like there's just a few extra taps on the screen, which sounds minimal, but it's just one of those things where like, uh, this is just not smooth, it's sluggish. So for sure, I agree on that. And yeah, I'd be willing to see that like social side of YouTube. And it's funny that they haven't done it, especially since the comment section is such a thing on YouTube. The format, the platform, the base is there already to have something like this. Or yeah, I don't know, you have a profile, share it. You can even just share the video again, promoting videos, not just the algorithm promoting it. Yeah, it would be cool to see in the future. I wouldn't put it past them, but it's taken a while for sure. What do you think of the comment sections generally on YouTube overall? They're not bad. I feel like they've gotten better. There was like a period where they were toxic or like, you know, people would like go for the most thumbs up. Now it's a little better. I feel like I do go on more videos when I'm like looking to laugh or looking for a certain response or like did someone else see what I just saw or like whatever it is. I don't think I go on the comment section of every video, but yeah, like on specific videos or some shit. I tend to tune in and just like see if like people are saying funny shit or thinking the same thing I'm thinking or like maybe someone else knows more about within the topic of the video. Yeah, I think they're generally pretty good. I feel like part of that is because of it being more anonymous than other platforms where it's more your public name and profile. Most people put fake usernames and stuff like that, which I think is a good thing because it's not as much tied to who you are or whatever it is. For some people, that allows them to be more honest. And I forget where exactly, but I remember seeing some interview with Tyler recently where he was like, oh yeah, YouTube comments for music, for songs are the best place because people are just focused on, oh yeah, the way this note hit or the vocals on this are crazy or the keys or the synths or the chords, you know, like it's much more people who just care about it and want to talk about it in that way. And even like you said, like, oh, did someone notice this little thing? Sometimes the comments are so hyper-specific. But it's something where if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever, there's not a comment section there for you to go read what other people think and stuff like that. So it's also a place for that. So yeah, I would pro the comments overall, especially compared to other places on the internet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sometimes when a new rap song comes out or some shit, I instead of like me trying to listen to it or decipher it, I like go to one of the like new reaction videos of like this mm-hmm. J. Cole song and watch it. Like there's these two guys, I forget their names, that they like decipher the lyrics pretty well. Like I'm not going to do that. And I like <laughs> listen to the song with them, which I find pretty cool. And it sometimes even makes me like the song more because I understand it more than if I were mm-hmm. to just listen to it for the beat or the melody, whatever it is, which... I tend to do like it'll still make me like the song more but if I get that little bit of more info and like more knowledge from someone that actually knows more about whatever it is I'm watching then it's it's pretty cool and yeah the comment section be pretty cool sometimes on those like oh yeah and you know that they sampled this or you know that they did this or yo did you miss that bar where he said this yeah I mean even genius has the ongoing series where they have artists come in for certain songs and break down certain lyrics against that classic yellow background they have. So there's all these different types of variations within those also. And I guess just to wrap it up, coming back to content stuff, there's obviously cons across the board, everything from cringy vlogs to 
thumbnails that are overly grabby and you could find endless stuff you don't like on YouTube, but kind of the point is that you go and find <laughs> the stuff you do and the algorithm can help with that. I guess I'll just run through real quick some little highlights for me of stuff I like. Rapid fire through these. Baseball stuff, John Boy Media basically has you covered from breakdowns to Baseball Today, which is a show I like with Chris Rose and Trevor Plouffe that they do daily. There's like architecture, interior design stuff. Like there's this channel, Never Too Small, where they show creative ways people use their spaces. Or Architectural Digest does like walking tours around cities where they point out different details and buildings and stuff like that, which is really well produced. Music videos, obviously a big thing. Also Tiny Desk and other music related stuff as well. We got interview shows from Hot Ones to even like Zane Lowe interviewing people for Apple Music or Amoeba's What's In My Bag series or like Noah Callahan Bever from Complex is now doing this idea generation series. There's always endless interviews you could peep. Jesus Samero, who we mentioned, part interviews, part comedy skits, etc. So many great shows like that. There's a bunch of movie stuff from people like Karsten Runquist, who do reviews or video essays. Thomas Flight is another decent one. Photography, there's been a whole boom of like film photographers making videos from Willem Verbeck to a bunch of people. Short films, which I feel like should be more of a thing on YouTube. I found this kid recently named Gox2, who is making really dope stuff. We mentioned video versions of podcasts, which is a whole thing. People like Andrew Santino, who do those types of things, or Theo Vaughn, all those types of folks make video versions as well. Travel as well, if I'm looking to get a sense of a place, I'll just go through YouTube and look at some videos of people who visited or people who are from there, get kind of a combination point of view. There's comedy skit stuff, like we both like Jimmy Tatro, who came up on there doing those types of things. There's a bunch of stuff out there. It's hard to cover everything, but that's the beauty of it. And I find myself more than ever being less drawn to the streaming services. And it's just so much easier and so much better, honestly, to just go on YouTube and watch what you want to watch and watch what you like and watch whatever lengths you have time for at a time. And again, you could stack them, you could do Windows, whatever. Basically has kind of whatever you need. Literally, whatever. <laughs> you could find it. Yeah, I mean, you summed that up pretty well. I tune into a lot of the stuff you mentioned too. And even some of the stuff I mentioned, all my golf stuff all the music shit. I even watch a lot of music videos through it. Like when I'm cleaning my room and stuff, I tend to play my music through my computer and I use YouTube, even though I have Apple Music, which is pretty weird, but <laughs> there's something about like having something moving on the mm -hmm. screen <laughs> that like does it for me. And obviously I don't want to waste like a video that I actually want to watch. So I just put music to play and there's like visuals and shit playing on the screen, which is pretty cool. But yeah, again, like the MD Tanks, all the Bob Dust Sports stuff, a lot of the John Boy Media stuff I watch, all scattered through all his channels and all the different stuff he does. Bunch of food stuff like Fuck That's Delicious, Good Mythical Morning, Beard Meets Beast, which is like this dude that just fucking eats a lot, but it's like good food and he's like a competitive feeder. I don't know, but it's entertaining and it's cool to watch. I even went through like a phase one of my times where I was watching the most YouTube was like middle school and even high school, maybe even a little bit of college where I was watching a lot of like gaming on YouTube, competitive, whether 
Call of Duty and like for tournaments where you win thousands of dollars made me feel like I was even playing with them and like learning how to play better and shit like that. And now it's more like streamers that do it. So I've kind of gotten off of it. There's still competitive stuff to watch, but it's not the same. And maybe I'll just outgrew it. But even the gaming world on YouTube is insane, which I feel like we didn't even mention that much. But yeah, there's just like a little bit of anything. Think about it. Type it in and it's there on YouTube, which is fascinating. I don't think any other stream could say that. So, yeah, I mean, I think even though there are some cons, this is probably another major pro. I mean... I can't see going any lower. Yeah, it's easily where I spend most of my computer hours nowadays outside of work. Easy major pro for me. That wraps it up for this episode of Pros and Cons. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O, on everything. And I'm Kev. You can find me at same old Kev pretty much everywhere. They gotta change that phrase to, don't watch me, watch YouTube. Santana. I... <laughs>